0: Our lesson this morning is Psalm 69. But as for me, my prayer is to you, O Lord. At an acceptable time, O God, in the abundance of your steadfast love, answer me. With your faithful help, rescue me from sinking into the mire. Let me be delivered from my enemies and from the deep waters. Do not let the flood sweep over me, or the deep swallow me up, or the pit close its mouth over me. Answer me, O Lord, for your steadfast love is good. According to your abundant mercy, turn to me. Do not hide your face from your servant, for I am in distress. Make haste to answer me. The word of the Lord.
1: The Gospel for today is found in Matthew, the 7th chapter, beginning with verse 7. It's it's toward the end of the Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Ask, and it will be given you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who who asks, receives. And everyone who searches, finds. And everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for bread will give a stone, or if the child asks for a fish, will give a snake? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask Him? The Gospel of our Lord. We are asked today to focus on two lessons. The first lesson is taken from a few verses of hymn 69, in the Psalter, used in Hebrew worship for more than 3,000 years. The second lesson is taken from Jesus' Sermon on the Mount that he preached about 2,000 years ago. They have this in common, however. The theme for both lessons has to do with the lesson of praying. Our faith tradition invites you and me to enter into personal conversations with the God who created the heavens and the earth and to speak with this God as if they are, he is our father or our mother. These personal conversations with God undergird all the stories of the Bible. Talking with God, both talking and listening, is what we attempt to do at every worship service and at the beginning and the ending of every day. It is easy to imagine Jesus putting to memory all 150 psalms as he studied for his bar mitzvah and using these prayer songs to shape his own conversations with his heavenly father. I can see Jesus and his family being guided by the cantor's intoning of the Psalms every Sabbath day. There is evidence that Psalm 69 in particular helped Jesus shape his prayers during the last days and even the hours of his life. I was taught to talk with God in personal conversation as far back as I can remember. Sunday worship was a part of my life from the day that I was baptized. When I was six weeks old, we asked for God's blessing also in our home at the beginning of every meal and at the ending of every meal. What I remember most vividly, however, was my father sitting with Victor and and me every night before being tucked into bed and then reading to us a Bible story. It was kind of really like a theater production. My father was a pastor, and he talked like a pastor even when he was t- reading Bible stories to us. And his voice would go up, and when he's speaking from God, he would be strong, and when he, when he would kind of whisper if it was a kind of a minor saint in, in the Bible. But, but somehow, he just simply had my brother Victor and me fascinated to listen to his Bible stories. I was two years old and Victor was three when, he, when this tradition started. Dad was fastidious about marking down the time and the date of every Bible story. And so he recorded that he had covered the entire Bible from beginning to end twice by the time I was three years old. <laughs> now we closed each bedtime story by praying for every person that we could think of. Sometimes our talking with God became a filibuster (laughs) against having to go to bed. (laughs) Now, Victor and I believe that God lived in our house and that God spent the night with us in that dark and spooky upstairs bedroom. And we had one bulb in there, in in that upstairs, and you could only turn it on by a string down at the bottom of the stairway. For many years, I pictured God as being like Miss Hemingway. She was my, my teacher for the first three grades in, in the Village School of Kirkland, Illinois, about 40 miles west of Chicago. Miss Hemingway was easily the best school teacher that I ever had. She taught me the love of learning. She taught me just the love of being able to read. I remember I, as I finished the third grade, I, had, I got the first prize because I read 72 books in my third grade. I confided in her far more than my parents realized. She knew everything that went on in our household, <laughs> but she was very discreet about it. She'd invested herself totally in each of her students, and that I knew was how God had invested himself totally in me. I will always be thankful for being taught that talking with God is a natural part of life. My mother was also a person who prayed very, very, very often and regularly for, me, for as long as I can ever remember her. I can never remember my mother ever uh, being in bed when I was awake. She always went to bed after I went to bed, and she always was up in the morning before I got up in the morning. And, and I later learned that she prayed herself to sleep, no matter how late it was, and she prayed herself into the new day no matter how early it, it was. Now, my sister Celeste has, has a lot of her notes that's, that she has in little jotties about when she spent this personal alone time with God. Mother lived to be 88 years old. She worked as a charge nurse until she was 76 and a half. Ironically, she lived her last two years in the very same unit in which she was a charge nurse before. Her energy and her memory began to fade during those last two years. But still, even with her dementia, she would have these moments of clarity, and all of a sudden she would be like her old self, and then she'd go back into her kind of another world. On one such moment, I had stopped by to, to visit mom. I had a large bandage over my right eye because I'd had emergency surgery for a torn retina and detachments in both retinas. Mom took a look at me, and she was horrified. I should have been at the hospital to care for you, she said. It was okay, I assured her. Celeste was there. You cared for me your, your whole life. Well, what can I do for you? You can pray for me, Mom. And without hesitation, she clasped her hands and squeezed her eyes shut. They only, her eyes almost went back into her head. And she began to pray with an impassioned plea for God to take care of of Hubert, it was one of the most beautiful prayers that I had ever heard. "Wow!" I exclaimed. "That was a beautiful prayer, Mom." Dementia was not able to subdue her wonderful sense of humor, and she said, "Oh, that wasn't much." Mother prayed with the urgency of the psalmist, who cried out, "I am in distress. Make haste to answer me." And then I could imagine God responding. Take it easy, Ruby. You are my child. If your child asks for bread, will you give a stone? If your child asks for a fish, will you give a snake? How much more, Ruby, will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask Him? That, I believe, to be the word of our Lord today as He asks us to pray with Him. Amen. Amen.